Hey guys, welcome back to Going Nowhere Fast with Hannah and Erin. So today, um, we are going to talk about mental health in the Bible. Um, two weeks ago, we talked about self-care. Yes. Last week, we talked about mental health in like high school and college as students. Yes. Um, and so this week, we thought we would hit it hard with you know, mental health in the Bible. Yes. And where it talks about it because mental health, yes, it, I feel like is being, um, I mean, yeah, there's more awareness of it now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that people a long, strong time ago weren't mentally unstable like we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or you would be surprised at... I feel like I have been ex- exposed to lots of very conservative Christians mm. throughout my Life. last couple of years, especially. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that says something, because Hannah and I live in the South, so yeah. I thought no one would be more than us. But I have had a lot of people in my life believe that you cannot have mental health issues and be a Christian. Huh. That mental health is fake. What? Yeah. Damn. So. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So before we start this conversation, our perspective is that you can absolutely have mental health issues and still be a Christian. You cannot, um... To me, it's the same as, like, okay, because someone broke their leg, you wouldn't say, like, you need to pray harder to, yeah. like, heals. Yeah. It's, it's the same concept, in my opinion, so <laughs> that's my official stance. Hannah, do you have an official stance? I mean, I agree. I think that mental health is a thing, and I think that um, anybody is allowed to have problems, right? Yeah. Um, and definitely, you know, people just go about it differently, and... What the heck? Like, what? I'm sorry. I just can't believe people actually think that. That's why. Or actually said that to you. You would be surprised. Oh, I am surprised. Okay. What's your question of the day for me? What is... <laughs> what is a random thing? And I want everyone to answer this. I'm going to... I'll put up a poll on the Instagram. Yeah. What is a random thing... That you want to like rant or like complain about. <laughs> and I don't have to know a thing about it. Oh, you know lots about it. <laughs> like, just complain. But I don't know if I can just like. We may have to censor Hannah's, but I want to. I don't know. think I can talk about it on the is it about someone? I'm confused. Yes. What are you trying to rant about? It's something I always want to rant about. Like, anybody <laughs> who goes before the court <laughs> after being together for less than a month. <laughs> I'd like to rant about that one. <laughs> so, Hannah wants to complain about people getting married too fast. Yeah, I guess. People, people getting married too fast. People being stupid. <laughs> yeah, just being actually stupid and having no idea, like, what they're doing. And not thinking things through. Yeah. Like, 
you know, I'm all for, like, it'll work out, like, YOLO. But YOLO in a safe, yeah, safety net. Yeah. Which means you have money. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you don't, like, you're able to live on your own and not have to mooch off of, you know, parentals or anything, you know. You know, loved ones, all that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, get your shit together and... Live on your own. Yeah. Make some money. If if you if you are um adult enough to get married, I think that you're adult enough to live on your own. <laughs> or at least have a job. Or at least have a job. I think more of a story. Or be in Everybody school. should have a job. Or be in school. Or be in school. Pick one. Pick both. Yeah. But there, you should always be working. That's it. You should always be working towards something. Yeah. Like, marriage is not the end all be all. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's Hannah's soapbox for the day. We have a good quote. I have a good quote in my head. Is this from that Instagram post? No, it's not from any post. Oh, it's okay. actually from Heather Lily. Freak yeah. Because we were talking about relationships and shit, you know. And she was talking about how she doesn't want to get married until she's 30. Girl, get it. Um, Or around that time, I guess. She was like, I want to fit marriage into the life that I've built rather than building a life around marriage. That's not bad, right? No, I think that's fair. I think that's a good quote. Yeah. Well, what's something that you, like, would like to rant about? (laughs) I feel like these are very different. Uh Uh-huh. So, listen, y'all. It's about a book. Oh, nice. And I don't (laughs) give a crap. So, there's this book. Hold on. I gotta show Hannah the cover. Okay. If, okay, this book is called Crave. Okay. By Tracy Wolf. And let me show you the cover, and can you tell me what the cover reminds you of? I'm excited for you. <laughs> Twilight. Yes. The cover looks identical to Twilight. That's Twilight. So I'm reading this book right now, and I was driving home, and I'm not somebody who, like, when there's a really cute scene, I'll get all excited, and I'll be like, I can't breathe, you know? Yeah. But when people are, like, cracking jokes, I never actually laugh out loud. Yeah. So this wasn't a joke, it was a cringe that I had to, like, verbally laugh. Like, in my car, crying, laughing. Because this girl, who we're gonna say is Bella. Okay. Bella's, um, parents died, and she moves from California to the freezing cold Alaska to live with her uncle. And her uncle... Owns a school very similar to Legacies, like the Vampire Diaries show. Okay. Gives off that vibe. Okay. And she gets there. She meets this boy, who is our Edward character. Is he a vampire? We don't know yet. Oh. I would bet money. He's neither a vampire or a werewolf. Yeah. Because we've already had someone talk about the full moon. So, this man comes up to her and is like, I hate you. You need to leave. Like, super dramatic. And Uh I'm like, okay, cool. So then... She's, like, in her little bed. It's, like, a boarding school. She's with her cousin. She's, like, can't sleep. So she gets up and, like, is, like, I'm going to explore the school. And then these three dudes pull up and they're, like, we're going to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) 
then I say, then I busted out laughing. I was like, so this is, this is a boarding school where these three boys who are like, they're like, we can't control ourselves because of the full moon. Oh, so they're like werewolves. That's my assumption. But I'm like, like, they were going to murder her. Wow. I'm like, so sexy. What is going on? And of course this kid, he's like, don't touch her. And he's like, you'll be safe from them forever now. Oh my God. When I say I was crying in my car, I was crying <laughs> in my car. That's my rant. Nice. Like, can we stop trying to redo Twilight? Twilight, yeah. it's the a movies are iconic. Iconic. We love Twilight in this house. The books suck. I'm sorry if you like them. But I think they're flaming hot garbage. Honestly, the movies, too, like, there's so much stuff you can make fun of, but they're just perfect. But they're so good. They're like, so I love them. Especially the last ones. I'm just kiss. But <laughs> can we please stop trying to redo Twilight? We have it. We don't need anymore. Okay. That's, that's a good little rant. You know? I like that. That's my motto for the day. Okay. My question for you. All right. Okay. Drown. Or be burned alive. Oh. Oh, that's tough. Don't they both sound terrifying? They both sound awful. Like, terrifying. What was I talking? Oh my gosh. Josh and I were talking kind of about that. Yeah. And we were talking. Oh, we were watching Titanic. Oh. And we were watching, like, when all the, like, captain's people are, like, when he's, like, standing there and, like, the water's rising and, like, yeah. the captain's gonna die. Yeah. And I was, like, Josh was, like, yeah, that's what you should do, the honorable thing. And I was, like, well, I would shoot myself in the head first. Yeah. Because I am, I'm not gonna drown. Yeah. That is miserable. Yeah. Or it seems like. So I think I would rather be burned alive. Really? Honestly. Because wouldn't you, like, if you were in a room that was burning, wouldn't all the oxygen burn up so technically you'd suffocate first? I don't know. Which I've heard. I have not heard this. <laughs> but I think it would be a pleasant way to die. Nice. You know, like carbon monoxide poisoning where you just fall asleep if you like couldn't yeah. breathe. Or you were breathing in too much smoke. Yeah. That's mine. What would both you? sound awful. Yeah. To me. Those uh, are both horrible ways to die. But drowning, like, that just. That's, That's like, scary yeah. to me. But burning alive is also scary. You know, in Handmaid's Tale, a handmaid and a no, a wife and a guard got caught. Who are the guards? Like the police? Yeah, kinda. Okay. The police guard, I don't know. They got caught. Like, having relations, sexual relations with each other. Like, they fell in love, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you really want them together in the show. But they were caught, and they made family and friends go, and just, like, random people. It looked like it was, like, in a high school. Like, there were bleachers beside a pool, and there was, like, a high diving. There were, like, two high Uh dive boards. And they put him on one and her on the other um, with chains wrapped around them and and they pushed them in yeah oh my gosh yeah that's a horrible way to die yeah that's horrible 
this show it messes with your mind it makes me so mad yeah but it's like good it's, it's almost good to see you know what i mean yeah like it's just like this is what happens if crazy people take over yeah it's super i feel like the handmaid's tale is very realistic oh like if you i don't know in the show does it talk about like how the society came to be yeah so if you've either read the book or watched the show like the progression of how things are if i if that were to happen to us i could uh like i could see that happening like i would see us living you, in full on handmaid's tale society if you get like if the wrong people get any power yeah for sure like very i feel like it's very realistic okay so shall we get into things? yeah so it's mental aware mental health awareness month guys yes um and like i said we're gonna talk about el bible and different i found an article yes that just has a ton of verses so should we just go back and forth reading each one and call it a day <laughs> maybe talk about it a little i feel like we cannot read all of these okay not all but of we them. can pick some yeah pick okay pick let one. me see if this has like my Content. favorite um so i think it's in matthew i think it's right before this verse actually mm-hmm. um where it's talking about the birds do not worry about where they're going to get food or what they're going to do. They just rely on God. Mm. And then this is like one of the verses is Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Mm-hmm. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I feel like that's so true mm-hmm. because especially like this was something I just would have the worst habit about in high school. Like, if there was something, like, on Friday mm-hmm. that I had to worry about, I would worry about it every single day, All and it week. would ruin my week. Yeah. When in reality, like, you cannot do anything about it. No. It's going to happen on Friday, and, it, like, you're going to... You stressing about it doesn't help anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's like be stressed right before it happens, but... Uh-huh. That's so true. And it's it's hard when, you know, we're growing up being taught, like, have a plan. Like, know what you're going to college for. Like, know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. pick your career. It's like, well, shut it. How can I not stress about tomorrow when y'all expect me to have my whole life planned out? Right, right. How am I not supposed to stress out about yeah. tomorrow? Um, Riddle me that one. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's a good that's a good verse. thing. Yeah. Like, don't worry about tomorrow. Because honestly, again, like you can't really control it. And yeah. and whatever plan you make for your life the next few years, like you know good and well that that could change and it probably will change yes. and your plans will change. Lord knows, I know. I think both of us have learned that very hardcore. Yeah, so it's like I'm at the point where I'm just like, I was telling Aaron earlier, I'm just curious to see what happens. Like, yeah. I don't really have a plan. Like, I don't really... Like, I have some ideas of what I want to do or where I want to live or whatever. But I don't have, like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like, da 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 Because there's 
no point of yeah. doing that. And also, don't give people crap about changing their plans either. Yeah. I feel like there is something to be said about just doing what you need to do, like, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Which is that's not an excuse to, like, be lazy or, like, never think about the future. Right. But... But, you know? yeah, I know what you're saying. For me, it's like, for me, it's like people have given, not, I guess some of my family and, like, friends have, like, made jokes about me, like, not being able to stick with a college or stick with a plan or da 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 And I'm like, um... Okay. Okay. Let's just see where you are in three years. Yeah. Based on what you're telling me you want to do. Let's just see where you are. Let's see what you're doing. Yeah. Because everybody goes through changes. Yeah. Like, I know people who have changed their major five times. And they're not even seniors yet in college. Or I know people who go to school for one thing, come out and doing another. I know people who drop out of college. I know people who drop out of high school. And it's just like... You don't plan for that shit. No. You don't go to college being like, I can't wait to change my major next year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just feel like, okay, you have one life. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird in the fact that I have a lot of things that I like to do. Oh, I'm the same like, way. Is Are there actually people that, like, there's one career path and every other one looks disgusting to them? Like, yeah. I I am not one of those people. No. There are like 50 different things and I feel like up until like a couple years ago, honestly up until like this past year, I felt like I needed to pick one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yes, there's something to be said about like picking one, but also who's to say I can't do like multiple things? Yeah. That's also the same thing, you know, people say, I don't really want to put all my eggs in one basket. I think that doesn't just go for, like, relationships. I feel like that goes for literally anything. Like, do a few different things. Like, if you want to, like, Josh, if you want to teach, teach. If you want to do real estate, do it on the side. If you want to do photography, do it on the side. Or do it as a career and do something, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we have time. We have so much time. To do more than just one thing. Yes. You know? And honestly, I think it's just more exciting. Yeah. Why would you, why would you want to do one thing forever? Unless you actually just have like one interest, which is fine. But that's all we're saying. Do what you want. Don't worry about tomorrow. Let things come for you that need to. Yeah. I also, this is like... There's so many people that have, like, just little random goals. Yeah. Like, where they're, like, oh, I want to write a book. I want to do this. It's, like, at some point, you have to actually do those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to... Like, at some point, you have to do the thing. Or else you're just going to live your life. Yeah, I never have done it. Yeah. So this verse, I think we could just add on to what we were kind of just talking about. It's Romans 8, 18. And it says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. So, 
I'm a firm believer that God gives his strongest soldiers his toughest battles. Yeah. Or whatever. And um, I think that we all just kind of need to think about, like, and this, again, goes with kind of what we were talking about last week, too. Like, we all go through different things, different ways, yet we're still here and we've mm-hmm. made it this far. And it's clear that, like, these sufferings, they're, like, not worth it compared to, like, the room that we have or, like, the the blank page that we have to, like, work toward. You know right. what I'm saying? And I just feel like... Um, you know, if you get your priorities straight and, like, think about what's actually important. Yeah. Um, then, like, you'll start kind of seeing things work in your way. Right. You know? I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So, I feel like this is something we can talk about. If you read the book of Psalms, mm. I feel like literally every other Psalms is someone being like, God, why have you forsaken me? Yes. And I was reading, literally, I was reading Psalms 89, 46. How long, Lord, will... Wait, sorry. You're good. 46. How long, Lord, will you hide forever? Will your anger keep burning like fire? Remember how short my life is. Have you created everyone for nothing? Mm. And I was just thinking about that. And obviously, this is not... When you read the Bible, it's important to know that, like, let me know if this makes sense. It's all, like, truth, but not everything is fact. I don't, I don't know how to describe this. Like, the, he, our psalmist, is frustrated because he feels like God has left him. Yeah. But this is, God does not leave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So I feel like it's important to note that. But. Like this is actually how he felt. Yeah. But it's not true. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is so like important because everybody deals with those kinds of feelings. I feel like all of Psalms is perfect mm-hmm. in describing like how people are today. Yeah. Like it's like real people's it's feelings. Yes. Like David, he it's all him. Right? All of Psalms is just him. I think some of it might be Solomon. Okay. But a lot of it is David. Yeah. Most And you know, like we said, majority of it is him asking God, like, why are you putting me through this? Like, please help me. Yeah. Like get me out of this pit of despair. And um I need to cut my toenails. You need to stay on track. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, some, sometimes we just go to God when things are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, when we need help with something. And it's like, why God? Like, why put me through this? Why allow this to happen? Why, why, why? And it's like, we're not going to get an answer. Yeah. Like, okay, so Psalms, like, reflects people of today yes. very well because we always go to God when things are bad. And we ask him, like, why is he doing this to us? Like, da-da-da-da. 
when it's kind of our fault that we haven't like leaned on him in yeah. the good times too. Right. No, I think that's fair. You should go to God when things are good, when things are bad. Just go to God. But I feel like the thing that I like about Psalms when you like zoom out and just like looked at look at it as like a book mm-hmm. is like it happens so often. Yeah. The like him people going being in miserable and like being upset. And I feel like to me, like we talked about earlier the whole argument that like if you were really Christian, you wouldn't have any mental health issues. And I feel like, how can you read Psalms and, and think, think that? It doesn't make any sense because he is constantly just like, God, why have you left me? Why do yeah. I feel like this? Why am I anxious? Why am I sad? Like yeah. all of these things, the whole book of Job, like open your Bible. <laughs> but I feel like it's just so helpful in answering the fact that Everybody feels like this for, Mm -hmm. like, from time and time again. Yeah. We know that God never actually leaves. Yeah. And three, that you might not ever be healed. Mm -hmm. You might, like, deal with being anxious and being sad and all of those things until the day that you die. Mm -hmm. And... To me, there's a lot of peace in that because it's, like, I can't fix it. And I feel like that's why, like, it's important to, like, zoom out in Psalms Mm -hmm. because it's, like... He went through it for a long time. Yes, forever. Like, these are feelings that have gone on forever. And, like, when it's happening, lean into God. Mm -hmm. But don't then think that it's over. Yeah. And, like, you'll never deal with it again. Yeah. You just kind of have to make the most... Right. ...of it. And, like, think about the bigger picture of what is, like, going on. Yeah. But I just feel like that's helpful. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's important to think... So, Aster, my favorite book in the entire Bible... Mm -hmm taught like oh my gosh it's so good (laughs) but when you're like reading it first of all it's one of only I think two books in the bible that never mentions god which I think is super cool yeah but the story there's so many things that are just horrible horrible that happen to Esther so if you're not familiar so Esther a queen basically goes through the biblical bachelorette or bachelor (laughs) of hell so she pretty much gets taken to be like auditioning to be the next queen she all of these women just are like basically concubines which is like a glorified like sex slave like have to have sex with the king her family like they're trying to kill her family they're trying to kill her people and it's just like you're looking at all this and when you're reading it you like we see it zoomed out and we're like 
God is here. God is moving. God is doing great things. But I'm just telling you, if I were her, I would be pissed. I would be scared. I would be mad. I'd be like, God, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is horrible. And I think that's an important thing to, like, hear over and over again. Yeah. Is, like... God is moving even when you're not necessarily seeing it or you don't think he even could be. The, oh, okay. Esther chapter two, verse seven, talks about like a little bit about Esther and it says that she was a young woman that had a beautiful figure and was extremely good looking. Mm -hmm. So God made her attractive Mm -hmm. physically because that would eventually help her later to like get the king which would eventually save the jews like Mm -hmm. we know but then the thing that i think is so interesting is that then it goes on to say when her father and mother died mordecai had adopted her as his own daughter so she had to be adopted by mordecai in order for her to be in like the pool for this Mm -hmm. which is what allowed her to save the jews So that's like this big picture. Yeah. But her father and her mom had to die in order for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so easy to like read over that and be like, "Mm, yeah, she was an orphan. But like her parents died in order for this to happen to you. Like, can you imagine how horrible that is? And like how How sad and how like, yeah, how like far, like God, what are you doing? Where are you? You are not here with me. Yeah. You are bleh. And she ended up, she had a freaking book of the Bible. Yeah. And she saved the Jews. She saved the Jews. So I'm just like, God is moving. God is moving even when you're not seeing it. People go through bad stuff. Yeah. And that's not God punishing you. Like, I feel like you get the comments from people being like, well, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Because we're sinful people. Yeah, we live in a world of sin. And also, the the good is kind of a relative term because it's like, God, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that her parents dying was a good thing. Yeah. But God did good with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He uses... His people. Yeah. The bad mm-hmm. to be good. Yeah. But show. But show. I feel like the book of Job is another one. So I mentioned that a minute ago, which I'm sure there's like verses on that list from Job. Mm-hmm. Because it's such an interesting chapter of the Bible where he, like, Job is someone that, like, God loves and is, like, one of his favorite servants. I think it says that. I'm not going to find the verse. Mm-hmm. But, so God basically is, like, Satan. Like, you can test him. Mm-hmm. Like, test Job. And Job basically fails the test. Mm-hmm. So he's living in, like, what I would describe as, like, a depression like he's very sad he literally job chapter 10 i'm disgusted with my life mm-hmm. like i speak in the bitterness of my soul like all of these things like he's reaching out to god he, he's horrible and at the end of it you have god kind of come back in the picture 
and he like forgives Mm. so my whole thing with that is like I don't know like even when bad things like happen a God always comes like he's there and he's like gonna help you but also if when things get hard and you don't react the way you're supposed to you know like Mm -hmm. the cookie cutter way of like Mm -hmm. if when you're anxious or you go through like some sort of episode or something and it's like god is not the first thing on your mind there's still like grace for that yeah like i firmly believe people are put in your life for a reason Mm -hmm. and i also believe that everything happens for a reason and like God, like, everything you've been saying, it just seems like these people feel a certain way now, right? But you take a look at the bigger picture, and it's like God did something great out of it. Yeah. You know? So I feel like you can hold on to that when, like, things are not as good. But also, God did not put you on this earth to be miserable. Yeah. And if you, like... He honestly put you here to you to use you. Yes, to use you and to have like a a, a cultivating life. Like yeah, cult like help him bring people cultivate life, cultivate the earth, cultivate feelings, His cult, like kingdom. All of these things yeah. and you're not I I firmly believe that you are not supposed to be miserable. Yeah. Like God there would be no reason yeah. for a good God to put you on this planet. To hate your life. That's yeah. not the goal. Yeah. So, do At least that was, that's not God's goal. Yeah. I mean, that's most definitely Satan's goal. Yeah. In this world. And so, the media's goal. Pick your, pick your team. Yeah. Honestly. Like, which one is going to be better for you? And God wants you to take care of yourself. Yeah. So, like, the self-care thing we talked about, I think that is so... That is... In alignment with, like, God's word, too. Yeah. Like, you need to be taking care of yourself. You need to be doing things. Um, John sixteen thirty three says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So that kind of goes with the pick your team. Like, <laughs> I'm a follower of uh, Jesus, so Jesus has overcome the world. And yeah. He, like, there's comfort in knowing. Right. But then it's also, like, I, it's hard for me because I sit here and I'm like, pick a team. Well, you know, for me, it's either choose Jesus or choose the world and Satan. But for other people, they have other beliefs. Yeah. You know? It's like, pick buddha or pick yeah that's like a hard thing to like reconcile with josh and i were talking about that the other day it's like other people just just... like every religion thinks they're just as right as we are yeah so then it's like well (laughs) this advice may help some of you but others of you who don't believe in um not even just not believing in god but not believing like that like there's even a satan there's even yeah like you just think that there's nothing after you die yeah um like but then i'm like okay so you're just miserable for nothing yeah basically i mean it's what it sounds like right because i'm thinking of like okay 
put two anxious people in a room. One of them believes in Jesus, the other does not. Mm-hmm. The one who does believe in Jesus realizes... Like, there's hope. Yeah, there's hope that the one day things will be better or that things are not as bad as they seem. Like, all of these things. I'm mm-hmm. like, what does the non-Jesus follower, anxious person, believe? Mm-hmm. Like, why no. do they experience this? How do they experience this? All What's of those What's the point? Of... Right. And there also, is no point. my thing is... I think we've said this before, like, somehow, some way. I don't really know exactly. Um, but, so you're talking about how, like, two people are in a room. Yeah. Um, they might kiss. But... <laughs> <laughs> we love our two Sorry, people. yeah. Uh, but you have two people in a room. One believes in Jesus. One doesn't. And it's like, this person lives their life with hope and purpose and da 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 and this other one is just living life you know chilling da 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 miserably or you know has like no reason to feel good yeah um and it's like okay well they just both died so heaven hell um but let's say there is nothing well this Jesus follower just spent their life happy and Yeah, full they at of least hope. spent a good life. Yeah. While this other person had no perp like felt no purpose, yeah. at least, you know. That's what I always think is like, okay, that's a good thing. Like we were when we were talking about you were like, how do you know like like which one's right? Yeah. It's like pick the one that produces like good fruits and yeah. it's like, okay, even if like this is all a bunch of bull, yeah. If to me, if you're like I don't I don't know how to put this like if you're following Jesus correctly but there isn't like a correct way but you know what I mean. I know. You know what I mean. Yeah. Your life is better because of it. You yeah. don't like you're not only a Christian because you want to get out of hell free card. Yeah. It's because my life is better. Yeah. I don't Yeah. I mean shit if if things weren't better with Jesus then I get it. It would be hard. Yeah, it'd just be like a to, religion. Yeah. But for sure. You know, like life gets, life is better. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, hey, it's still hard. Yeah. We still go through things. But at least there's like, again, there's hope. Right. There's purpose in it all. And I feel like so many Christians are like, they'll say that exact, they'll be like, life isn't perfect. Even for like, for even for Christians it's like harder Mm -hmm. and they make it seem to be like this horrible thing Mm -hmm. and I'm like shouldn't you be like happier healthier Mm -hmm. more hopeful like shouldn't life be better Mm -hmm. Mm because if you if your life's not better what's what's the point well oh I have to pull up a tiktok guys so basically it's a verse and it's this girl and she was like the scariest verse in the bible for me is Matthew something and oh I know exactly what you're yeah talking. and it was talking about how like when you on judgment day mm-hmm. um Jesus is gonna look at you and and say that he did not know you yeah. like you might know him but he did not know you like, Jesus gotta know your name yeah like wearing a cross around your neck don't mean shit mm-mm if you're not actually yeah and you won't see like 
I don't want to like pitch it as like you won't see the benefits, but like you won't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the point is not for the benefits, but like you will reap. You will reap what you sow, and if you sow in Jesus, you mm-hmm. gon' yeah get some good fruit. Yeah, you know what I mean for sure. And also remember, Jesus experienced—I can't find a verse for this—but Jesus experienced everything that we do, like mm-hmm. he experienced all the sins. Mm-hmm. So it's like he would know. Yeah, he understands. Like if anyone had anxiety, Jesus, Jesus. did. It's like we just need to chill. Yeah. And take the day that we've been given and use it. Mm-hmm. But if you do get anxious and you deal with anxiety or depression or OCD or any of those things, mm-hmm. remember that God is right there with you and he wants to help yeah. you deal with it and help get you through it. Mm-hmm. Does that necessarily mean you'll never deal with it again? No. No. But he wants to be there, like, in the moment. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If you're, like, anxious, like, what do you do that's, like, God-related? Oh. A pray. Pray. And I, there's, like, or I sing this one song. It's honestly, like, a prayer to mm-hmm. me. It's, and this happens quite frequently. Like, I have to pray it a lot. And it's always in the car when I'm by myself with no music on. It's, um, I don't even know what song it's called, but it's the one that's... The God I look to you, you're where my heart Yeah, I think it's Lord I look to you is the name. Oh, okay. Well, it's talking about like, God I look to you, you're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom because you know just like, you know what to do. Yeah. And like, I will love you through it. Yeah. You know, I sing that all the freaking time. (laughs) And honestly, it makes like, it helps. Yeah. It makes me feel better. Focusing on like that. Yeah. Like, it feels good. Yeah. What do you do? I feel like I will admit, I will confess my sins on this podcast. <laughs> I am the worst prayer ever. That's okay. I, like... It's, There's no bad praying. You mean bad, like, knowing like, I'm when just, to pray or, like, I'm what to say? I'm just so bad because I will... Like, literally lay down, and I'll, like, fall asleep. <laughs> I am the worst. But. That's okay. I am much more of a, like, open my Bible. Okay. Kind of person. And it's weird, because I can read, like, a chapter, and it not have anything to do with, like, being anxious or being sad or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And it make me feel better. Like, just something about, like, sitting with God for a second. Yeah. Just, like... No matter what it is. Yeah, it just clears everything. Yeah. So, closing thoughts. Um, God is with you. You have a purpose. You can find hope in Jesus and God. And honestly, we're getting all this crap from the Bible, so my suggestion <laughs> Maybe would be to open the Bible. Yeah. The article we you literally just Google mental 
health in the bible and it's the first article that pops up yeah and we'll give you a bunch of verses like when i tell you a bunch of verses it's like a a bunch of verses and you could honestly like go through like pick a verse and then read like the chapter yeah that's pretty much it yeah psalms that was the other thing i was gonna say psalms is a very good place to read from yeah when it comes i like proverbs and as a proverbs type hoe (laughs) i am not i'm a psalms girl psalms girl well ladies and gentlemen next week we're gonna share some of our stories we're gonna get down and dirty yeah there could be tears there could there could not be tears <laughs> but we will see y'all next week on Going Nowhere Fast with Hannah and Aaron. Bye, everybody. Bye.